Welcome to TMG Today. Join other master manifestors across the globe to turn your goals into reality at lightning speed. Here, we connect the dots for you so you can skip all the nonsense and finally get unstuck. Right here on the Manifestor's Guide today. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to TMG Today, the Manifestor's Guide podcast. I'm Dewey Taylor. And I am Charlie Caro. Welcome, everyone. Yes, welcome. So we're on a mission here at TMG to create master manifestors across the globe to explore the intersection of universal law, success principles, and brain science. So make sure that you like, share, and subscribe if you already have not. We are going on a continuous adventure with you, and we're here to support you as you are creating your ideal reality in your life. So this is an extension of our Manifestors Guide to Ease community. We have an inner circle called the Manifestors Inner Circle Community, and this is an amazing space where people who are like-minded and success-minded are coming together to co-create their ideal realities as we move forward. So um, definitely check that out. If that's something you're interested in being a part of, we would love to see you in the community. You can check out more information on that at manifestorsguide.com. And you can also, when you're in the community, um, ask questions that we will address here on the podcast. So we have one of those questions this week. So what is our topic about this week, Charlie? And what is this question? Yeah, so this week we are talking about wealth stewardship. And even though the word wealth is in this topic, it's important to know you don't have to consider yourself wealthy just yet to apply these principles. This is really about just using the resources you have uh, in a way that's going to naturally cause them to expand. And so our question comes from Jacques O. And he's asking, he goes, I am a business owner. I have been doing the system for a while now, but I am just starting to think about building generational wealth. Good for you, Jacques, that's awesome. I never thought about it before, but through the past few months, it's really sunk in how important it is as I'm stepping into my full power, absolutely. What advice would you give as I move forward? Thanks. All right. Yeah, that's a great question. That's a phenomenal question. And what's uh, really great, and I thank you for your question, Jacques, but what I love most about that is it really hits home what we hear a lot uh, in the community. And as we're dealing with coaching clients is we hear people all the time who they've done this for for months and months. He's a business owner. And we've, we've actually coached yes. Jacques personally. So, um, but we hear people who have a kind of a hard time wrapping their brain around wealth in general. They don't think of themselves as a wealthy person. And of course, we know that there is a gestational period from the time that you start manifesting something into what you see created later. And this is why people don't become wealthy. And we are definitely talking about, you know, wealth in uh, a monetary sense, but wealth is more than just money. These are all energies. And we're going to talk about a little bit about that today. We're going to talk about, um, just the definition of what being a wealth steward means, uh, generational wealth, what does that mean? Also taking responsibility for creating and protecting these engines of wealth and these financial engines as you move forward in life. Um, also yes. lack versus an abundant mindset. What does that mean and why do some people have a problem? Why is this a trigger for them and how they look at wealth or having money or looking at wealthy people? And also talking about value exchange. We use these words all the time, uh, creating value and exchanging it, but what does that actually look like and how do we champion a wealth mindset moving forward in our lives? So these are the things we're going to cover today. I'm very excited about this. We get asked about money a lot, do we not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody it pretty wants, much represents yeah. freedom. It represents the ability for you to be you. 
people feel stuck when they're not able to do it that. It certainly does. <laughs> and we and we do get asked these questions quite a bit uh, surrounding money. So I actually love talking about money because I myself am getting into a space in my life where I have a wonderful relationship with money and I'm so yeah. grateful for money and thankful. And I love passing this this, this is real wisdom. You know, this has come from people who've been my mentors and people who have already been massively successful in life. Um, and it's, it's wonderful to continue to pass these principles down to people and kind of reorient their mind in a way that will benefit them and everyone else in their life and just bestow blessings yes. on everyone. So well, it's a wonderful, beautiful are, thing. Yeah. And if you're someone thinking like, well, I don't have any money to have a relationship with, so why is this useful for me? That's exactly why it's useful for you because that's just it. You haven't taken the steps in, in, your, in your awareness to build a relationship with money and you, you've said you don't even have it. So it's like saying you don't have a friend in your life that you can build a relationship with. So that's what we're going to clarify today. Yes, and, and absolutely. No matter how much money's in your bank account, how much you expect to make or think you're going to make this year or this month, these are the principles uh, that get you in a wealth mindset and you will completely bust out of the bubble that you've been financially when beginning to apply yes. these principles. Well, let's jump into it right after this short break and we're going to break this down for everybody. It's going to be a great episode. We'll hear, see you back here in just one second, everybody. TMG has partnered with Podbean to bring you new episodes each week. Are you finally ready to step into your own power and let your voice be heard? Well, then why not start your very own podcast? Remember, what you find ordinary, others will find extraordinary. It's never been easier to produce and distribute your podcast to every major podcasting app available. Podbean also makes monetizing your podcast foolproof, so you can add value to the world while you're making money. Thanks to our partnership, you can try your first month absolutely free. Visit podbean.com slash TMG today. That's podbean.com slash TMG today. Brain science has shown that by the time you're seven years old, you've installed a program in your mind that you'll run for a lifetime. And for 99% of us, we're running a program of struggle, but you can change that. At TMG, we've designed a system to install this new programming to get you exactly where you want to go. With the power of brain science and multisensory learning, you'll discover your path of least resistance as you manifest your goals into reality. And for a limited time, you can try the Manifestor's Guide to Ease system absolutely risk-free. This system comes with unlimited access to weekly coaching for accelerated results, as well as instant membership into the Manifestor's Inner Circle online community. If you're ready to finally get unstuck and create the ultimate life success you know you're capable of, visit manifestorsguide.com. Use coupon code TMG today for 10% off and we'll send the Manifestor's Guide to Ease system to your email right now. That's manifestorsguide.com. Welcome back. Okay, Charlie, let's jump into this concept of wealth stewardship let's with everyone. So there's an exercise that we do. Um, we have both done this with many, many clients over, uh, over our time coaching. And this is an exercise of actually writing a letter to money. And I will encourage every single person who is listening right now to do this, but you write it from a perspective. We actually have a template when we're coaching to guide people through writing this letter to money because some people find it a little difficult, but it's basically writing a letter to money as if it were um, an important relationship in your life, you know, an ex-lover or something like that, you know, uh, or a best friend. But when you, once you write these letters, I mean, it's really incredible to really define what your relationship is to money. 
you know, so our our personal yes. template, I'm, I'm just recalling this out of memory, but it goes something like, um, you know, dear money, I blank you. And, you know, we give people the option of saying I love or I hate or I, you know, you get to fill that in. I blank you because being genuine. Yeah. 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 And because you provide blank to me or I, I feel like when uh, I have you or I spend time with you, I, I do this with you. Um, and when I don't have you, this is how I feel. And it's so interesting to see how people fill out this this template uh, and and how they write a letter to money. It's incredibly unhealthy 99% of the time. I've never met one person yeah. who has already has money and already has success and has a wealth mindset who uh, fills that out in a negative way. And we do deal with successful people. We deal with people who are already moving in life and one of our clients uh, right now is literally on track to um, to bust a million dollars in his business in the first quarter of this year. You know, so by Q two they'll already be at a million dollars. So there's plenty of people we deal with that have that are already successful monetarily, but their letters to money look much different. They have a much healthier relationship with money, and that's why we want to talk about this uh, from a perspective of wealth stewardship. A lot of people associate greed with wealth, right? We talk about wealthy people. We talk about having money. People <laughs> think that if you are rich, therefore you are greedy. And we want to start reorienting people's minds into a different space. So what is wealth stewardship? Well, the definition of a steward just by itself, uh, this is from like just the dictionary definition. Two, two items here. A steward is the responsible overseeing and protecting excuse me, the responsible overseeing and protection of something considered worth caring for and preserving. So you're responsible for overseeing something and protecting it and preserving it, right? And then the item two is a person who acts as the surrogate of another, uh, especially by managing property, financial affairs, or estates. So if we think about wealth stewardship, what we're really saying is, we're taking the mantle of responsibility on our shoulders to oversee and protect things that are important, right? To create these financial engines in order to be a surrogate for others, right? So, and we're going to talk about why that's so important because you, not everyone can be wealthy unless you move into a wealth mindset. And we'll show you what that looks like. But what you're really doing when you are a steward of wealth is you are creating and generating engines that will continue to create wealth so you can, out of the spirit of beneficence, do good in the world. You can be, decide where that money goes to do good things and continue to make sure there will be an engine to continue to create that money over and over and over and over again to do more and more good in the world. So, and what, what, do you, what, is your, what are your thoughts surrounding that, Charlie, with what we have encountered with coaching people? Yeah, I think what the biggest, the biggest like aha moment that people have is when they presume their financial future. Most people who come to us have presumed their financial future. They have been in a certain uh, income bracket for their whole life, or they, the only initial things they can see for their future are just things in the top of their mind. Oh, well, I'll get this promotion in five years, or at this, maybe I'll work at this company for two more years and I'll you know, level up in this way. But They've never thought about their income as and money in general as something separate from their job and something that they had to have a specific relationship with. And I always like to say, having a think if you think of money as a friend or family member, well, think of someone or think if you 
care for someone in, in that, that you're in a relationship with, they want to be around you more. Whereas if you're constantly speaking or, uh, negatively about someone or think about someone who's constantly speaking negatively about you, who is constantly saying, I don't like you. You cause me struggle. You cause me pain. Are you going to want to be around that person? Energetically, money is no different. And I think once people connect with that idea and then even just again, move aside for a moment, the idea of how you're going to get it, because something we always talk about with every client in every area of their life is the how really is irrelevant to all of this. The how comes yes. when you begin to expand your mind into these concepts. When you begin presuming wealth, the hows of how you will become wealthy show up. You get new ideas. And so that's that's kind of what's coming up for me and what to say here at this point. I mean, that it, it is so true is just, you know, every relationship in our lives is an energetic relationship because everything is energy. Albert Einstein says it flat out. Everything is energy and that's all there is to it, period. I mean, that's a direct quote from Albert Einstein and he can mathematically, you know, write that out. I can't do that, but he can write it out in a a (laughs) sense of uh, physics, right? He can write that out and show you that everything is energy. And that's what string theory shows us as well. And we're going to get into that stuff a little bit more as we move forward um, in some of our future episodes. But everything's energy. Everything is vibration. And once you realize that energy or excuse me, money is no different. It is just one of many energy currencies so if you th- hear the word currency and the only thing that you think of is money, then you are grossly mistaken. And we're going to talk about that uh, here in just a minute with value exchange. But so what does this mean to actually foster a wealth mindset? Well, what we're what we're doing is we are creating generational wealth. And that means where your money makes money. It becomes a financial engine. So we want to attract, grow, foster, and sustain these financial engines But why do we want to do that? Well, we want to take responsibility for creating and protecting these financial engines for freedom, positive change, expansion for ourselves and for others. And doing it from a spirit of beneficence, I use that word a lot, but it's really with the spirit of, uh, you know, adding value into the world and doing good in the world because we know that whatever you put out, you also get back. So you want to create more of what you want to see in your own life because that is the law of karma, you know, whatever you put out, it comes directly back to you. So if you put out good in the world, if you put out abundance and positivity and joy and expansion, that expands you in your own life. So that's why we want to do this in the first place, because we know from an abundant mindset, it just creates more abundance, right? From a joyful mindset, it creates more joy. From a loving mindset, it creates more love. So we want to take that responsibility. Once we have reprogrammed our brain, we talk about reprogramming, uh, all the time with TMG. Every client that we have, it's a huge part of what we do is reprogramming the subconscious mind for ultimate success and ease into spaces like this. So once you have reprogrammed your mind to accept the the responsibility of doing this, you're completely ready to be wealthy. You're completely ready to take that mantle of responsibility on your shoulders because you you know that you can do it and you you know that it's a good thing. You know what it creates in the world. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about, because you talk about this all the time, Charlie, you talk about the lack mindset versus the abundance mindset. So talk a little bit about that and why this is important. So why can't, you know, why can't, for instance, okay, let's just give everybody in the world $2 million and then just call it even and everyone's going to be fine for the rest of their lives. Why is that not going to work? Absolutely not. It's the big, it's, 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 it's a trick because it, it, you think that's going to work because you're only thinking about it superficially. 
Um, also because you're imagining what you would do with that money and that be the end of it. Instead of thinking what that money can do for you, right? $2 million to many people sounds like tons of money because they've only known $50,000 a year and they think, oh, well, it'll take me, right. you know, 40 years to get the $2 million. So if I just had that now, the thing is, um, and this is the lack mindset versus the abundance mindset is the two mindsets deal with their money differently. You give someone with a lack mindset $1,000 and it will be gone in a couple of days because they're going to go and satisfy themselves by buying things that they want and not by buying, you know, making themselves feel better by consuming. We've talked paying about consuming debts. before. Yeah. Paying, or paying debts or they're just gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, the sponge is just gonna soak it up really quickly um, because the lack mindset sees wealth leaving them, money leaving them, um, never having enough. The abundant mindset it's going, the abundant mindset sees money as a tool, as a resource. And if someone with an abundant mindset, with a wealth stewardship mindset, is looking at that $1,000 and knowing, A, there's plenty more where that came from, and that this $1,000 is going to help me get it. Uh, and now they, there's a myriad of ways that there's a myriad of ways that somebody is going to use that thousand dollars to paint upon their goals and what their purpose is, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I think the biggest thing that I have come across is people going again, people want to insist that until I have the money, I don't I, I can't. How am I supposed to act like a wealthy person until I have the money? And. The thing is, we want to say you won't have the money until you start acting like a wealthy person. You you yes. have the money now that your mindset allows you to have, right? We've done that with our clients before is asking them to, to total up their incomes over the past couple of years. Take the average and say, this is what you think you're worth. This is... Yes. And that's a fantastic right? exercise for everybody to try. What Charlie just said is, you know, take the last five years of your income and what add it all together, average it out. That is what you actually believe that you are worth. And that's where you yes. are limiting yourself. You're only allowing and yourself to have that much money. And it's just, I mean, that's a big wake up call. Yeah. Huge. And, and it's old programming to tell you that you're going to leave that, that, that income level and truly rise to that that multi-million dollar generational wealth, not even multi-million, at that point we're talking of hundreds of millions of dollars, um, you know, for generational, to produce generational wealth. You, you, your program, old programming tells us that we can get there by scraping by, by, by putting in 40 Forceful plus energy. years of arduous work, moving, taking on tons of jobs to stack away the paper and, and it's trying to climb Mount Everest with an ice pick, basically, is what that is. Yes. And the funny thing is, is somebody who comes prepared for Mount Everest has a whole other bunch of equipment that they're taking with them. And I don't know enough about mountain climbing to get into the names of that equipment, but I think the point is made necessary. Someone who's prepared has the resources ready, and that's the difference between a lack mindset and a wealth mindset. And shifting into the Absolutely. wealth mindset and now means you just give yourself the resources so you can journey into, that, into building that wealth. And an abundance mindset, really what it does is it sets you free um, to because you don't have all the the other muck getting in the way. And it yeah. really just allows you, I, I, using your same scenario of, of Mount Everest, what it really actually does is because the abundance mindset 
tells you the complete opposite of lack. Lack says there are limited resources in the world. Abundance tells you that there are unlimited resources. There is a never-ending yes. resource of money, of abundance, of love. Of there, you know, it's not like well, the more kids that I have, the more love that I have to divvy up. Abundance right. tells you the more kids that I have, the more love that I have, right? The more uh, money that I have, the more great things can happen in life, the more freedom, the more amazing stuff I can do it, because you know that there's an unlimited resource. You're not taking away from other people in order for you to have. That's what lack tells yes. you. And that's why people can look at wealthy people and say, well, the only reason why I don't have in my life is because other people have too much. That is lack mindset. And that's the exact same mindset that will keep you from having anything <laughs> because lack only begets yeah. more lack. And to use your scenario about Mount Everest, really what abundance does is it doesn't even, because it gives you tools, but the more abundance you gain, you're going to find yourself being in a position much like these people who are you know, billionaires in the world. They have such ease, which is why we call our system the Manifestor's yeah. Guide to Ease. The way that they move through the world, their ease literally would be like them walking up to someone and saying, hey, I see you have a helicopter. Would you mind giving me a, a lift to the top of the mountain? And they go, sure. And they just fly them up yeah. there. How easy is that? You know, that's <laughs> yeah, literally. They come with a helicopter, not even, yeah, <laughs> not a nice big. Yeah, and that's, and it doesn't even have to be theirs. You know what I mean? It's one of those things yeah. like just the whole universe just seems to move out of its way for you when you're in this kind of a mindset and you've removed all of the resistance to what you're trying to create. So trying to, and we do that, yeah. of course, with value exchange, which we talk about all the time, but that really comes with first gaining the value. Right. So gaining yes. that value within yourself and then learning to exchange it in the world. And value is just not found in money. It's found in a lot of things. Time. Your time is valuable. They always say time is money. That's what they're talking about. Time is just as much of a value currency and energy currency as money is. Um, energy itself, putting your energy into things is valuable. Talent, skills, your wisdom, the, you know, the everything that you've learned over the years right? Your, your knowledge base, your solutions, your tools, your connections, all those things are just as equal to money when we're talking about value and talking about value exchange. Right. What am I exchanging for what? That is why wealthy people are wealthy. They have value. And I'm not talking, you can, you can try to yeah. deal in semantics here and talk about, well, some heiress who's spoiled and inherited stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about responsible people who have gained value, exchanged it into the world, created the wealth, and then responsibly pass down wealth and teach wealth stewardship to their generations below them. A great example of that is Sir Richard Branson. His children are Ooh, just he is a great, phenomenal. Yeah, he's a great I follow them on Instagram and they just do so much good in the world. He has taught, he and his wife both are incredible people. They have taught their children well and their grandchildren have been taught well. Out of the spirit of beneficence, what they do with their wealth engines in the world, I can tell they have been taught the principles of wealth stewardship. And so they're yes. people who I would highly recommend to look at and how they create more in the world, how they give back to the world, the amount of, you know, joy and wisdom that they impart on the world as they're also creating all these incredible opportunities and advancing yeah. human society forward and helping people up from their, you know, from poverty and doing all these things. But they do it not just by giving things to people. This is a, another concept we're going to talk about in a few weeks, but it's, uh, it's this concept of uh, opening the giving cycle. But what does that mean? What does giving actually mean? Because our concept of giving means to give away things with no expectation of anything in return, rather right. than investing in the, the world that we want to see, investing in people, because an investment grows. 
giving goes into a black hole and it can just disappear into a void. So we want to reframe yes. what giving actually looks like. And it's not giving with an expectation. We still want to give without expectation, but we want to have discernment as we give into the world, knowing that we're planting seeds and creating something that will actually grow into something that is firm and sturdy and strong in the world and create more of what we want to see. And that's how we change the world. That's how we do it. Yeah. Well, and I even just had Amen. a thought a moment ago when we were talking about um, uh, the different kinds of people who already exhibit wealth stewardship. And it's part of the, you know, the lack mindset that if you are unable to, maybe, you know, there are the heiresses out there in the world, the people who were born into wealth. And, um, and it's part of the wealth mindset to dismiss their experiences or what they might be able to teach you about having a wealth mindset itself, because they're actually part of, if someone's born into the world with wealth, they're part of a family line that thought about generational wealth last time around or the time yes. before that, you know, and, yes. and it's a, a, an abundant mind, an abundant understands that values everywhere and that information is everywhere. And, there, and maybe, you know, maybe this heiress isn't your new mentor, but maybe this heiress has, a. uh, uh XYZ bit of information to share. Uh, and, uh, and, and I'm just, I'm using the heiress as a general example. Um, but this person, um, uh, definitely is exhibiting qualities that keeps their wealth in their life. And it's a, it's a lack mindset to still think that because somebody has a privilege already that you perceive that you don't have, that you now distance yourself from them and isolate yourself from them and say, they don't have anything to offer me because they didn't have to, you know, scrape up. Absolutely. Um, and you realize that value comes where value is. And you also realize that value is something you have to, you have to tap into the decision to, uh, uh, the appreciation of value and the gratitude of value to then cultivate it within yourself. Um, yes. Most people are trading. Absolutely. Most people trade time, right? Most people trade time for, for money. And, and, and it is a way that you can, you, it's something you can absolutely trade is time for money. Um, and people go, well, if I, I, I can't contemplate how, if I'm going to work 40 to 60 hours a week for the rest of my life, I don't understand how I'm going to ever trade, be paid hourly to where, you know, for my time that I can build generational wealth. Well, the idea is that eventually you transcend the idea of trading strictly time for money. And when you yes. start trading value for money, time becomes irrelevant. One, you, could, you could put out one book that, a, that 10 million people read and that value translates into you now being able to create generational wealth. Just, a, just an example. And it can also create if you're, you know, if what you have has value in your book, it can also create value in other people's lives. And that's how it trickles down. You know, it's it's really incredible to to really wrap your brain around that. And we once we accept the law of polarity, I think this is another huge point. Law of polarity states, if you're unfamiliar, um, the law of polarity tells us that there is always an opposing pole. So if there's something positive in the world, there is the exact opposite. Science shows us this. If we did not have polarity, we would not have magnetism. We would not have a propulsion. We would not have any of the things that we have that make us who we are. We wouldn't have vibration that exists from the opposing yeah. poles, right? So the fact that we're even yeah. in existence and we can even think and, and perceive something, anything that can be perceived comes from polarity being in existence. What a lot of people don't understand and don't embrace is the fact that polarity is real. So they continue to say, well, but look at this negative thing going on in the world. You know, how can I have something positive there if there's a negative thing? Once you embrace the fact that there's always going to be an opposing pole, period. And that this is everybody's individual choice, 
whether they're going to accept and embrace their own come up, their own power. Because yes. let me tell you, the homeless person at the end of the street who's eaten out of a garbage can is just as powerful as I am or the president of the United States or Bill Gates. They, there is no difference. There is no difference. The only difference is that their own perception of their power and they're creating that experience over and over again. And we at any point in our yes. lives, this is why successful people have falls from grace. At any point in our lives, if our energy changes and our perception changes and our, we have a perception change of our own value, that will reflect out into the world over and over again. So all we have to do to understand what we feel about our, ourselves is to look at our outside circumstances, you know, to look at what our world yeah. looks like. All that's showing us and is that's a reflection yeah. of how we feel inside. So when we want our world to reflect differently around us, we have to change our perceptions. We have to challenge all the things that trigger us. If, if this conversation right now is triggering someone and they're saying, well, but that doesn't fit with my programming of how I look at the world or how I deal with people or how I move through, through life or what I've been told by the news. And if that's actually causing a reaction right now, that's something you need to examine. That's why it's causing a reaction and triggering you is because that is where your wall stops. And that has, it, that has been something that is blocking you from moving forward in your own life. Our perception is our reality. So this yeah. is a great conversation. And we're going to revisit this over and over again because um, just yeah. talking about wealth and wealth mindset and wealth stewardship and being responsible with these things. And also planting seeds of investment into the world that you want to create is a totally different way of looking at uh, money and energy currency and responsibility um, and getting into a space where you can really take that mantle on, uh, on your own shoulders and champion a wealth mindset. You know, if you've never thought about these things before right now in the snap of a finger, it's going to be really hard to champion a wealth mindset when you haven't wrapped your own right. brain around these concepts yet. So this is why subconscious reprogramming is so important. We have to program our minds away from the struggle program and toward the ease and abundance and ultimate success and freedom program. That's a totally yes. different computer program to run in your brain. Every yeah. And that's the everything one that we, we desire. Yeah, everything we desire exists on the other uh, on, on the other side of, of a choice to choose it. Like the yes. that was that was phrased a little funny. But what I'm ultimately ultimately <laughs> saying is we, our program always tries to tell us who can't do something. You know, if if you're someone who might have felt like we were a little silly for saying that the homeless person has just as much power as. Bill Gates or some, anywhere in the middle because, oh, well, that person's homeless. That person has no resources. That person has nowhere to plug. Like, don't presume that person's power. Don't, don't, don't presume what that person is capable of doing in their mind and what that person is capable of choosing because that person could turn their, any person at any point can, can pivot their perspective. And that is the start of every single change that you want. All we do when we perceive barriers for ourselves or for others is really we're just we're we're telling the universe we're telling our minds what our own barriers are, and and we yes. put and a, a lack mindset a lack mindset hones in on the barriers that we and others have to the point that we we talk about them on mass constantly and are constantly fed them on a daily basis through our movies through our news through our you know education even things that are things that are supposed to be helping people reinforce threat uh, limitation um and so yes an abundant mindset goes everybody has value everybody everybody has 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 the ability 
to create this wealth, I'm gonna focus on creating mine because as I create my wealth, now I can just, once my cup over, we talk about this all the time, once my cup begins to overflow, it just trickles down to benefit the rest. Um, and we see yes, that- Yes, in instead of like trying brand, to fill everybody brand, else's brand, cup yeah. up around you, you wanna just make sure all the their cups are stacked underneath you and you're only focused on filling your own cup up because then yes. once your cup is full, you can't even keep every, all the blessings and all the abundance in your life. You can't even keep it all to yourself. It's impossible. It will spill over to everyone and everything yes. and every opportunity in your entire life and everyone will start benefiting from it. That's why it's so important to stop emptying your cup out for everybody else all the time because that means you're never full and they're never, they're never full. It becomes what exactly. I call the black hole. It's a void that just resources and money and time go into this void. And then people are left feeling really uh, diminished and depleted and exhausted. And they feel like the world's a terrible place and people are not compassionate and things are so terrible. And then you can immediately start looking to your outside world and start pointing your finger and blaming everybody else for it. When really you're part of the problem, the worst thing that you can do in your entire life is reinforce other people's powerlessness. And that's what happens. Yes. We're going to talk about the savior complex here in a few weeks, but that's part of opening the giving cycle is understanding so that when well you're said. serving your own, yeah, you're, you're under, you're serving your own needs by trying to save everybody else instead of reinforcing their, their power, because then that takes you out of the equation completely. And it has nothing to, to do with you at all because they are powerful enough to do everything in their own world. We just have to reinforce that in people and plant those seeds and do our due diligence to keep spreading uh, what, like I say all the time, what we want to see more of in the world. So we're going to talk about that here in the coming weeks. Yep. This has been a fantastic episode. So thanks, Charlie. As always, I appreciate it. I Thank love uh, stuff. having these conversations with you and yeah, and just uh, continuing to coach people. And, and like we always say to every single listener, if you want to join in on the online community and if you want to get access to unlimited coaching so you can do more of this and ask your questions and go through the entire system that we do, please visit uh, manifestorsguide.com. Yeah. There's tons live, of information this, there. Yeah. Do this live. Yes, we do this live with with Sorry, you know our with our coaching you. clients. No, 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 no. It's great. But we do this live with our coaching clients every single week. And it's uh it's really as you're going on this adventure of exploration and actually trying to or, or, or actively reprogramming your mind. It's so helpful to get one-on-one -on -one coaching and we delve a lot more into detail. These podcasts are phenomenal yeah. and they're great to introduce these topics, but what does that actually look like? You know, underneath the surface, these are kind of the surface ideas, but what do these specifics look like? And that's what the one-on-one -on -one coaching yeah. Um, and the group coaching, that's really what that Our is all about. And so to get more information yeah. on that, like I said, go to manifestorsguide.com. And then next week, we're going to be talking about closing open cycles. This is a really important success Ooh, principle. <laughs> uh, when you're talking about, it's it, this is probably one of the best ones I've ever come across in my life. Radically changed my it, life, man. So changed my life. When radically I, when I, when will I change your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a wonderful way to put it. I would say this is one of those that you want to share with every single person in your life who has never heard of this success principle of closing open cycles. It talks about how your brain yeah. works uh, and how your brain is like a computer and closing these open tabs that are going. And it, we, we go into just detail of how this creates more time and space for more freedom in your life. And there's a lot of really interesting ways of looking at that. But um it has radically changed my life as well. So that's next week, Closing Open Cycles. I'm going to challenge everybody this week to spend some time thinking about 
money, thinking about your responsibility with money and not just money, but every energy currency. How do you treat every energy currency in your life, right? How do you treat anything of value that you have in your life? Are you responsible with it? Do you, are you grateful for it? Do you treat it like gold in your life? Do you champion that to others in your life? Because that is going to really show you what space you're in right now versus where you might want to be with with money and wealth and financial responsibility. So we're going to revisit these topics again moving forward here in a couple of weeks. I appreciate everybody so much. As always, it's been a pleasure. And we will talk to you guys next week when we talk about closing open cycles. And it'll be fun. So we'll see you guys next time. See you all soon.